welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, JV Long. And hey, before we start this week's episode, just want to thank all of you who have taken the time to subscribe to this podcast. Believe it or not, this is our 50th episode. Nice little milestone for Rams Revealed. And I thought we'd set a goal of 200 reviews by season's end. How does that sound? So if you're on Apple Podcasts right now, would you take a moment to rate us? Shoot us a quick message. Let us know if you've got any thoughts on how we might make Rams Revealed even better for you, our audience. Today's guest was a Division II college player and then an undrafted free agent. He's been cut multiple times by L.A., in fact, and he's also had a season loss to injury. And yet, as the Rams prepare for Week 5, with a chance to get to 4-1, and one, Morgan Fox has strip sacks in back-to-back games. He's been one of many pleasant surprises for the 2020 Rams. So we say good afternoon, Morgan, and thank you for spending some time with us. How was practice today? It was good. It was good. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with present day, why don't we? And then we can work our way back in time for your football story, which is an amazing one. This year's Rams are three and one. You had the uh, loss in Buffalo that in some ways felt like a win and then a win against the Giants that for some fans felt more like a loss. In your eyes, what's the state of the 2020 Rams? Uh, I mean, I think we're doing great. You know, we're just trying to get better every week and, and be better than we were the week before. So, you know, I think we're really just focused on next game, not the last one, and then just trying to move forward. That being said, it had to feel good for your defense to hold a team without a touchdown in week four. Oh, it felt awesome. You know, just to improve, you know, that's that's always a good thing to do. Do you know the sentiment I'm driving at, though, where, I don't know, maybe as a defensive player, might it be annoying that people don't get as psyched about a low-scoring win where you never trailed and had the, held the Giants at four and a half yards of play? Uh, sometimes, you know, you like to you like to tell people, like, but it was a good defensive game. Right. You know, like, it, it was a, a great defensive game. You know, it was a defensive battle. That's just not the style anymore, right? Everyone wants to see shootouts in the NFL. Oh, yeah. It's everyone's favorite is a shootout. Morgan, how about your season individually to this point? Third in pressures on the team. Only Aaron has more sacks. How do you feel you've played? Uh, you know, just pretty good so far. Just trying to get better. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have, like you said, Aaron and, and Brock and, and guys around me that, you know, help help make the job a little bit easier. You know, they get a lot of attention and, and are talented players in themselves, plus guys on the back half holding it down. So it makes it a lot easier, you know, to rush in and get home when we get that opportunity. Are you someone who sets individual goals at the start of each new season? Uh, I think, you know, everyone kind of sets them. So I, I try to set goals just to really be, I look at what I did the year before and then try to see how I can improve not only to help the team, but then, you know, also get better um, in my aspects of the game. Is it sacks? Is it pressures? Is it tackles? What are you looking for individually? Uh, all of it, you know, try to be as complete a player as I can just to help the team, you know, first through third down, fourth if need be, be able to play the run, also be able to play the pass. So you told us already you're kind of on mentally to week five and you wake up today, Wednesday, for your first practice of that week and you find out that Washington's first round quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, is being demoted. So now you're preparing for Kyle Allen and maybe some Alex Smith. How do those conversations go at the facility today? Uh, you know, just preparing for, for whoever we got to play, you know, and, and just kind of getting ready, you know, different style quarterbacks and, you know, just getting ready for whoever the next opponent is. You know, we change a quarterback every week, so it, it's just getting used to the next guy up. Sounds like not your problem, right? The film guys, <laughs> the coaches, they have to figure that out and go back in the inventory. You just take what they send you? See ball, get ball. <laughs> Well, I, I personally love small town football stories. You've got a few great ones on your Rams roster, but yours is really unique. 
Why don't we start with how did the Fox family come to be located in Fountain, Colorado? Uh, so uh, my dad was stationed at Fort Carson. He retired out of Fort Carson. Um, so when he got back from deployment, uh, back from Iraq, he ended up retiring there. And after my parents uh, divorced, I lived in Virginia with my mom for a little bit for about five years and moved in with my dad. So I was just out there, you know, the last two years of high school. And what branch was he? He was Army. Army. And is that a big military town? Like, did you grow up with a lot of peers who had similar experiences? Oh, yeah. my The high school I went to was mostly military kids. Family friends are all in the military, were in the military. Mm-hmm. Half of my friends that I went to high school with are in the military now. So it's, it's a very, very big military community. I have a bunch more questions about uh, Fountain Fort Carson High School in just a second. But first, uh, to the region specifically, as I understand it, it's about an hour and a half south of Denver. Did that make you a Broncos fan along the way? Actually, no. I was a fan of – my dad was a Steelers fan growing up. So I was a fan. We we moved around. So when we lived in Germany, that's when I first started watching football. So, hmm. yeah, he was a Steelers fan, so I was a Steelers fan. Well, I know that game didn't go your way last year, but was it awesome to go to the uh, Three Rivers area and play the Steelers? Oh, it was real cool. It was real fun. And then how about, uh, I know you said you spent some time on the East Coast of Virginia as well, but when you were in Colorado, did that make you a skier or a snowboarder? Because you're in prime prime country there. Snowboarder. All the way? All the way. No questions asked. So do you get away to Breckenridge or Vail, or what was your go-to? Uh, Telluride. Telluride. Amazing. It's tough to beat that, right? I mean, to have access to those resorts. It's real hard. It's, it's, it's a good little trip. You know, you get to get out, get away from a lot of people and, you know, just go enjoy the mountains. Have you tapped into anything here in Southern California? Big Bear, Mammoth? Uh, I've been to Big Bear. I haven't snowboarded out here. Uh, the one year I probably could have was the year I got hurt. And so I, after, since I've been hurt, I haven't, uh, haven't tested out snowboarding. So I'm going to leave that for probably once football's over. A very wise decision, yes. We'll talk about that 2018 injury season in just a second, but let's not skip over Fort Carson High School in your hometown. In my research, I saw that it's produced three professional athletes. You are one. Do you happen to know who the other two are? Oh, um, Phil Lodeholt. Yes. And, well, Kevin Davis came to the Rams. He was in my class, uh, and then he, he was cut or he was released, but he, I think that okay. Kevin's probably the other one. Well, that's, that's probably one that I w- was not aware of, or at least that Wikipedia did not write down. So we may need to update that. But Chase Headley, former major oh, I knew league I was uh, third baseman. Headley and I, I space. I was thinking football all the way. Yeah, yeah. Phil Lodehold, as you said, uh, former Vikings tackle. Um, so that's pretty good production from, from a small town high school in Colorado. Uh, what was your experience like there? Like, what was it about Fountain Fort Carson High School that prepared you to play college? Uh, honestly, the well, the coach at – Fountain coach Johnson ran the program pretty much like, honestly, like Pueblo was ran. Mm. So I think he was pretty, you know, he was close with the coaches down at, at CSU Pueblo. And uh, so he, he kind of ran it pretty close to how a college practice was ran. And, you know, not obviously as much film cause we couldn't, but he, uh, he kind of set the standard. So we knew how to work, you know, weight room and as from weight room to, to actually playing the game. Did you have any D one offers or was it CSU all the way? Uh, well, so I had a, a FCS offer to Northern Colorado, um, mm-hmm. and then I had talked to the University of Colorado for a while, um, and it looked like I might end up going there, and then things just didn't work out, and then I just ended up with Pueblo. What is a Thunderwolf? 
honestly, I think it's like a, a, a legend or a myth down in Pueblo, uh, a story, but I honestly couldn't tell you. <laughs> but it was meant to be. You were a Thunder yeah. Wolf. I, I know I can tell you it's an animal that wins a lot of football games. I can tell you that. There you go. Um, so at this point in your career, you're a D2 player who's going undrafted. But what's your level of confidence in yourself that you could play professionally back in 2016? It was pretty high, honestly. I was training with a lot of really, you know, talented guys uh, coming out, getting prepared for the draft. And, you know, we had played some FCS teams, you know, high caliber, you know, in Sam Houston State and had success there. Um, and just working with guys and, and working with training with trainers who had been in the NFL and, and, were very, very honest, you know, and they would tell you if you weren't, if you didn't have what it takes. So just having the right team and crew around me that made me feel like, hey, you can, you can really do this. And then working with guys, you know, and, and having success with guys doing, you know, one-on-ones and working technique with guys really made me feel like, hey, if I get the shot, I can make it. That being said, even like the highest of majors, the teams that have won college football championships, they get to their first training camp, their first rookie camp, and they think, wow, like the level of competition is unlike anything I could have imagined. Do you remember that impression early on in your career? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd you overcome that? Honestly, just going after it every day. Uh, yeah. you no, know, in my rookie year, we had Coach Waffle here, and Coach Waff, you know, did an awesome job making you feel like you could, if you were out there, you could play. You know, he, he wouldn't have put you on the field if you couldn't play. So he did a real good job of instilling confidence. Plus, you know, the older guys in the room at the time, you know, especially your Brock AD, you know, Will Hayes, those guys did a good job of letting you know, like, hey, you know, you can play. Like, if you're out there, go play. Go go make a name for yourself. So you've got this confidence. You're getting affirmation from around you, and yet you have to keep hearing no for an answer, right? You're cut after your first camp, released again after you make your NFL debut in 16 good bit of time on the practice squad. And Morgan, so many professional football players spend their career right on that razor's edge, right? Of getting their chance, hopefully, or having it all come to an end. What's that like mentally and emotionally? Honestly, I never really looked at it that way. I kind of just took everything a day at a time, knowing how, I don't want to use the word volatile for this business, but kind of like how crazy it is, you know, like anything could happen any day and you never know if your number's called, you just got to be ready to go. And if you kind of sit there and think like, I, I never know when this is going to happen. So I'm just going to be down mm -hmm. on myself. You'll, you'll run yourself into the ground or you won't enjoy it. So I just tried to enjoy it every day and, and enjoy who I was around. And then when things worked out, just took advantage of it. What about being released for the first time? Cause a lot of great football players never have that feeling. And I imagine it's tough to reconcile. Like, wait, I didn't make the roster. How do I make sure that I don't believe that it's over for me? Uh, it's, it definitely is like it stings. You're like, dang, I, you know, I, I thought I was, I had a good camp. You know, I had a really good last game, and I think I thought I played my way on. And they're like, hey, you know, we're gonna release you, but we're bringing you back on the practice squad. So that it's almost like a quick, a quick blow. But then you're like, okay, like, you know, I, I, it's not over. Right. So late in that rookie season, you definitely get your chance, your true chance. You force and recover a fumble against the Niners. I remember. Then you open up the McVay era in '17 with that safety against the Colts pick up your first couple sacks as a pro that year. And at that point, you're a Ram, right? Like fans know you, you're a part of the roster moving forward. But then walk us through what happened during OTAs, May the 24th of 2018. Oh, we were uh, – I was playing outside linebacker and having a pretty good OTA. And then I think I'm pretty sure we're pretty close to the last drills on the last day of the week. 
And uh, me and Brock ran, and I remember it like I can still see it in my my head clear as day as we were running a game, and it was a beautiful game. Came inside, was kind of stumbling, didn't want to stumble into Jared, so I tried to turn off, and my foot just got stuck, and I hyperextended my knee, twisted the wrong way, rolled my ankle, tore my ACL went, my LCL went, my hamstring popped off the bone, and then that was that. But you were trying to preserve your quarterback. Oh, yeah. I just didn't want to say – I was like, man, it's, I'm not hitting them. That's what I'm not going to do. Red jersey means don't hit them. So, Morgan, that's amazing context for then what becomes one of the great seasons in Rams history, 2018, right? Like, in a way, you paid the sacrifice, so that QB1 was there. What emotions did you experience rehabbing along the way while your teammates go on to win an NFC title? Honestly – no one like it never felt like I wasn't a part of it from the training staff to the other guys always checking in on me you know seeing how I was doing how my head was you know it, it never felt like I wasn't out of it you know coaches constantly checking on me players constantly checking on me training staff you know made it super easy to be here every day rehabbing you know and it made it a lot easier than it probably should have been you know to be a part of it and then I was just very grateful you know to to have an organization around me that, you know, included us in, you know, in everything and, you know, made sure we still felt like we were a part of everything and we were still a part of the team. So that was, that was awesome, you know, and I was just happy for my teammates, happy for everyone going forward. You know, that's Super Bowls is a lifetime thing. You know, a lot of people don't even see them. So I was just pumped for everyone. You know, they even got to go play in it and, you know, being a part of it, even just at the game. Mm. That's great to hear. And then you come off that ACL, and like so many Rams, be it Mike Kaiser recently, Cooper Cup, in some ways you're better than ever, and you have a productive season in 2019. But now you're a free agent coming into this calendar year, and that's got to be uncharted waters, right, for a young professional athlete. And on top of that, the Rams changing coordinators, changing systems. Were you psyched that they wanted you back? I was super pumped. You know, I love, I love the coaching staff here. I love my teammates, and you know, I've been around this D-line, you know, most of – I've been around at least AD and Brock for my whole career. And then most of these younger guys I've been around for a while. So I really enjoy, you know, everyone from the training staff to the coaching staff and, and other players. So I was, I was happy to be back. Hmm. You know, I asked Brandon Staley about you earlier today, actually just wanted to get his, his thoughts, um, his impressions of, of having you on this defensive front. And you've talked about Brock and AD now a couple of times. And one of the things that he said stood out to him, is that you have their respect. And as much as they've been around the league, as much as they have achieved, he kind of takes his cue from them, right? He's like, if Morgan Fox is good by them, he's good by me. What does that mean to you to have vets like Brock and AD who have had your back at various junctures along the way? No, it, it's awesome. Just, you know, guys like that who have definitely earned everything they have in the league and the respect that, that they carry, you know, that people carry for them, you know, to have people as talented and as – respected as they are to, you know, have your back and have respect for you is, you know, that at the end of the day, that's really what you're, you're working for in this league is to try to get respect and people to know who you are and, and, you know, give you, have your back in certain areas. One of the other unique attributes he says you possess is that you can fix problems. You're a problem solver when you see an offense come to the line of scrimmage. Can you help us contextualize what that means? I think it means I could, if they need me somewhere, I can be there. You know, anywhere across the board, you know, they, they need me to stand up, I can stand up. They need me to be a nose guard, I can be a nose guard. They need me to, mm -hmm. to be a five, I can be a five. It, wherever they need me, I'm, I'll figure it out and, and I'll play to the best of my ability and usually halfway decent. 
is that a product of now being in your third NFL defensive system and having played some multiple roles? I, I, I think so. I think it's also a product of just great coaching, you know, having, you know, coach Henny, you know, being able to teach such, you know, his technique that he teaches us and, you know, having confidence to put us in those positions and let us, you know, work just in case, Hey, just in case you got to be there. And then when they, they, that number's called, you go in there and succeed, you know, it is definitely a product of great coaching. See, I just figured it was a product of having to have Aaron tell you where to go all these years, right? Because <laughs> he stands there and he waits to pick up the matchup that he wants and everyone else has to fall in around him, right? Oh, yeah, no, we know. We tell him, you go where you want to go. We'll, we'll make <laughs> you right. <laughs> What's that like to be like, okay, you're getting down your three-point stance and all of a sudden Aaron Donald tells you, uh-uh, bump over, get out of my way. You get out of his way. <laughs> and and that, that doesn't really happen. I mean, we, you know, we a lot of times we know kind of what we want to do before. So, mm-hmm. uh there's uh there's not a lot of times where he you know he he won't do that and a lot of times you know like you said ad has confidence in, in everyone who can play so if you're over there he'll let you rush you know go go win that's at the end of the day a guy like him he he just wants to win at the end of the day if the team's successful he's happy so if he thinks you're gonna get over there and win he'll do what he has to do and late to let you win Morgan, thank you for spending some time with us. Your story is one that's easy to root for. It's great to see you find some success here early in 2020. Keep it up. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. As always, if you enjoyed our conversation with Morgan Fox, please subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when our next episode is available. The Rams Podcast Network is also expanding, by the way. Between the Horns on Thursdays, Rambling with Serena Weekly, Rams Iconic with DeMarco is phenomenal. He had Orlando Pace on recently. And Les and Kara Steed have a new one called Six Ways to Sunday. Check them out as well. For Morgan, Jory, Rudy, Talia, and Tiffany, I'm J.B. Long, and this is Rams Review.